Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Coaches. Myself, Tim College, and joined once again by Dave Menzano back home in Nottingham, England. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, Tim. How are you today? Not bad at all. Just uh, actually, I've had a slow start to the week um, and feeling good now. It's our it's Wednesday for us. Obviously, well, it's Wednesday for everyone, isn't it? But it's <laughs> yeah. Wednesday means Thursday's our Friday yeah. here. Yeah. So, uh, one day ahead. Towards the end of the week, yeah, it's. Uh, um, been a slow week. Work, I mean, in training-wise for me, it's been slow because work's picked up a little bit after after quarantine. Are you back at work yet? No, the gym's here. I due to reopen this Saturday, so today okay. here is the twenty-second of July. So twenty-fifth is the day. Have you had any news on you personally, like Nuffield? I'm, Sorry, I'm gonna I'm start. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna start a little bit later on because uh, I've got a couple of commitments, so I won't okay. be going. Back into August. Later okay, on. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, um, I, I've I've restarted my morning and evening camps. It's too hot to take anything in the day. So uh, six a.m. and six p.m. I've got two camps running, mm. and just out of like, just for responsibility, like from the pandemic point of view, I've capped the classes at um, at ten people in each one. So maximum of ten people in the morning, maximum of ten people in an evening, and um, that keeps me keeps me happy and it keeps clients happy as well so uh yeah um, and, and hopefully as, as weather as the weather cools down and so does the the hysteria of the pandemic we can uh, get back up to seeing two or three four five groups a day mm. sometimes with 10 people and so if you're in Abu Dhabi yeah. and you do uh and you do group training hit me up I'm on Ream Island and uh we've always got a, a nice group we've got some tunes pumping and we're in a park at the moment yeah it's a good Can't way to train that say creates a bit of a good atmosphere and no? all a bit of community I like I like classes yeah kettlebells this morning we had kettlebells out kettlebells TRXs and um box jump kind of thing so yeah don't yeah. need you don't need much for a full workout like that you've taken similar stuff i know in the past yeah. and uh, yeah. um with a with a coach that can knows how to train you don't need for another thing i find a lot of clients come to me depending on what style of training they've come from they're always wanting to go like i often pair people up or put people in threes and i'll be like look you're going to work for you're going to work for 45 seconds and then your partner's going to work for 45 seconds. You don't do anything, you know? And they start and they're like jogging on the spot while their partners, I'm like, calm down, man. Like, calm down. This guy's doing kettlebell swings. I want you to not do anything for 45 seconds. They've come from, you know, maybe they've come from a spin class where they're used no, to just I, going. You know going, why? Going. I'm, uh, I'm laughing because I, you know, I've, I've seen that in the past as well. And I think just, just relax, just breathe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, and then focus on your set, and it'll be a better set. Exactly. Instead of, uh, I know. always just say, um, if uh, if you if you can jog on the spot now, you you didn't work hard enough during your work period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, yeah. in fact, we're going to talk about training a bit before um, before we get into the carnivore diet. I've just come from the gym and I've been on the um, the air assault runner, the curves runners that we were yeah. talking about the other week. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing, I set myself up a minute on, a minute off times 10. And uh, man, you wouldn't be jogging on the spot in between your, uh, jogging on the spot in between those sets. I set a challenge at the gym uh, a while back to do 5K. Listen, after the Straight, main time, one, I, I, one I made, mediocre at running at best, right? But I, I enjoy it, so I'll do it. And I put my time out, and um, and I thought, you know, let's give it a go. I, I, I think do you remember that, what it was? Yeah, I did the 5K in uh, something like just under 28 minutes, right? Okay. And uh, so, I, I mean, I was happy with that. And a friend of mine who, you know, who he did it, he runs a lot. He does, you know, he's done numerous marathons. I think he did it in 22.30. I mean, this is to, to give an idea because... I know, I know that you know, 28 minutes for 5K doesn't sound impressive, and it, it isn't. But do you think I, what, it's different from, do you, from doing like a normal flat treadmill? Yeah. Right? How do you think they compare to road running? Like, a, the, the, if for anyone that doesn't know, there's a yeah. there's a type of running machine that's um, self-powered. The ones we've got in, they've become popular. I'd say in the last two years, obviously, often popularized by CrossFit. I think more, more yeah. than anything else. The ones we've got at the trainer SF in Abu Dhabi and Dubai are um, air assault runners. They are no power. 
there's no gear, there's no resistance setting tra- change change yeah, of okay. change available, and it just it feels very nice. If you, I noticed today, if you start to slide back towards the back of the treadmill, it immediately slows down. It slows really, down. Yes, yeah. very well designed. The if ones, pull, uh, sorry, the the, the, the one I've used, the, the Techno Gym. So they're That's similar. This, yeah. So they, they've got a curve, but they, they've got. So they don't have a motor, but they've no. got a level that goes from zero to ten. Yeah. So if you want, if you put it on ten, you cannot run, but you can you use it a as sled a sledge. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been on those. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to walk, maybe you can keep it from zero to let's say you know yeah. up to five or six. Anything above that, then you start to do more like a sled. Yeah. But for just running, just so that people know, you normally just put it on zero, right? Yeah. yeah. And it tends to be. They say, I know from Technogym anyway, the research that they've done, they say that it is 30% harder than otherwise a regular treadmill just on the flats. Okay. Uh, is that on zero when it's set on zero? On zero, yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. That's interesting. Because this one, I'd say this one's similar then, uh, similar to that. Because it's completely, you know, it's almost like a free belt. The one, the one problem with this one, not problem, but um, they didn't think about setting a, a heavy setting on it for, for a sled push, which is nice because I think it's a good way of mimicking a, a sled push and um, it's a nice movement pattern for people to do. But it, I've, I've seen um, non-runners get on it and they do immediately start to move their legs quite well. As a, as a, you know, you feel quite confident. It recruits your hamstrings a lot more. So, very so, much, you know, yeah, yeah. For people that don't know these things, but if you're running outside, especially if you've got a few heels, like I did a, a good heel run this morning, you do recruit your hamstrings a lot more than just on a flat, on a treadmill. If you do it just on a the flat, then it's yeah. going to be a lot more quad dominant. So the front yeah. parts of your thigh instead of the, 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 you know, the back of your, of your legs, should we say. No? Yeah. And, and, and regular treadmill runners develop a technique of treadmill running, right? They yeah, end up exactly. just staying in the air as long as they yeah, can. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's still going to be hard even on, on a normal treadmill with, with the motor, but yeah, you, you, you're going to have a bit of momentum on that too, right? Mm. With, with a, with a curve that we're talking about, whatever you want to call it, but the, the, the one with the, with the, with a curve shape, if you slow down or if you change position, if you go forward, yeah, it goes get higher up on, 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 on incline, should we say, you're yeah. going to pick up pace. But if you come back or in the middle, then, you, you know, you, well, you tend to run just a little bit higher up, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. tend to be. Yeah. But I've done uh, like 5K and literally for the entire 5K, Mahare is 170 to 180, which for me is <laughs> like, you know, coming up to 90% of your max. So it, yeah. it, is, it is brutal. But funny story, right? We have one in Italy and it's been there for years, right? But it's not, uh, it's just like, I looked it up actually, it's, it's a manufacturer in uh, close to Milan that, that makes them. In England, they could never be used because they would not meet the health and safety Standard. criteria. So, so basically, Tim, What's and, the difference? And, it, and it was super cheap because these treadmills that we're talking about, they cost thousands, right? Yeah. But that one there was cost like 200 or 300 pounds, euros, sorry. It's literally about on a on, on set on an incline. It doesn't have a curve, it's just an incline, oh, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's set on rollers and it's got a lever though. It's got a lever, not, 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 not technological or anything that, that shows a good display. It's just a lever and like, like a spin bike would be right. So you, you, you turn it and become steeper and not, not steeper. So the, the level doesn't change, but it's just the resistance harder. So you can't move the belt as quickly and you can use it for walking. Right. So one day I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll just try. I went over on holiday from England, from England and I, I thought, I'll, I'll try and do a little bit of running on team one minute. I was done. Because it's like a bloody hamster wheel. It just picks up the pace. Even if you you stiffen it up, it just picks up the pace. And I had a friend of mine visiting from the UK, right? He's an ex-ice hockey player. So, you know, he loves training. And he went on it. Man, he needed to flow against the wall because it just picks up so much So much. any handles to to do it, to get up? Man, lethal. Lethal. Is there handles to jump off? On the side, but yeah, but no, but it's crazy. I think I've... You know, whenever you get on a newer piece of equipment, you're sort of thinking about how you would teach a client on it and stuff. And I was on my, I was on the one today, and I was thinking, you know, um, if I was to have the option of getting people on this, the first thing I would make sure they know how to do is dismount by putting their hands on the side yeah, 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 and yeah, getting yeah. their feet out of the way. Because even though it does slow down when you get to the back, and it practically stops, you know, it's quite quick. That's a hard thing to get used to if you've been on yeah. a normal treadmill. Because you think coming towards the back, you're going to fall off the back. I definitely want to make sure that my clients knew how to dismount the thing. Because 
the ones you've got, the Techno Gym ones, if you whack that lever all the way forward, that stops the belt as oh, well, stop right? It. Suddenly, yeah. yeah. So this yeah. one hasn't really got that. And in yeah. fact, doing the intervals, I noticed that um, I jump off, the belt carries on going at quite a pace. And okay. I just wanted to check that my you know, that my distance wasn't accumulating whilst... And normally, I would get people to walk first, you know, yeah. and, and work on your balance. And that's the other good thing because it, it challenges your balance. So, it does, right? yeah. Because yeah. you don't have as much uh, stability. No, but the one, the one in Italy, I mean, I'm just joking about it. But, you know, because it's set an incline, it's got a handles, but because on an incline, if you're running fast and you jump off, they even just, if it's just hard to balance anyway, but... Yeah, no, but I, I like the box jumps and all that. I think for a lot of people, though, those can be a little bit hard. So it, when I do a class, I'll just get people, if, if they cannot jump, I've got different heights on, on, on yeah, the boxes. Exactly. But I just get them to step and, uh, and, and things like that, which are very good. You know what? Even just stepping. I've got a, a box that I, I had made here. It's a wooden box. And, uh, and sometimes I just do step-ups on it as a bit of a cardio exercise and really recruit the glutes. I mean Exactly. So I, I mean, even, um, so I do, when I, when I put box jumps in, I always offer off, obviously offer a step up variation for people that can't jump, um, or shouldn't jump. And some days I put it in and say to the more advanced guys, the guys that can box jump, I say, look, I don't want you to box jump today. I want you to take weights and step up because the step ups, the variation mm. of this exercise I want you to do today. And I do them myself, like a weighted step up either with dumbbells or even a vest on can be brutal hard exercise and it really if done properly properly sorry it really recruits the abdominals you gotta activate your lower back because you want to keep that that upright posture it, I, exactly. absolutely I, I love it i love it and you can do side step ups as well if, if you want to recruit a bit more your medium part of the, of the glutes so the outside of the glutes which is yeah often weak for people yeah 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 um it's been nice actually outside it's been good They've, uh, the, the group have taken to it i mean it is hot um, so I've just, you know what I've taken out and I think some people quite like it. I've put in no cardio at all. So like we've got weights and kettlebells, dumbbells, kettlebells, resistance bands and TRXs. And I've just said, look, as a, as a goodwill gesture to you guys, we're not going to be doing any suicide sprints or cause I often <laughs> put that in, you know, boot camps, boot camps, they expect yeah. some degree of, and also actually when my boot camps, I've got an, uh, I've got the ski ergs and I've got the assault bikes. Right. Um, so, and, and even outside earlier on in the year, I was taking the equipment outside and we was using that stuff outside, but it was fine in, Jan in, in, in February and March, but no, no chance in, uh, yeah, in this heat. Especially here, I mean, for that, at, at the moment, he is like low 20s, so it's perfect. Yeah, you know, nice. I, mean, I went for a run this morning and it was good, but later I trained outside. I did a good one yesterday, actually, just uh, to let people know. I mean, I set up a barbell, nothing too much weight. Um, Six clean and press with a barbell, um, literally 20, 30 seconds rest, just enough to catch my breath, straight into pull-ups, six reps, kept everything everything at six. And then I did, um, from that, I did uh, dips on, on the rings, six reps. And after that, I went back on a barbell and I did six high pulls where I bring in the bar to like, to my chin, right? Yeah. And I repeated that for six rounds. And you know what? That accumulates volume. So, you know. Do you take a, do you take a longer rest after all four exercises? Or just I try not to. You know, funny enough, because we spoke about this before. In fact, the first set, I think it took me like three and a half minutes. Where the last set, it took me something like, you know, two and a half. So I, yeah. I like to start slowly, ease myself into it, and then, I, yeah. and then yeah. I pick it up at the end. Yeah. No, no, I don't rest. I, I, I like to do, we spoke about this many times. I, I typically like to do like a 20, 25 minute, and I'll do as many rounds as, as I can in that 25 or so. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Then sort of uh, as many rounds as possible in, in a set set period of time is good because you yeah. have to pace yourself then. I'm mindful and, you know, from, the, from the beginning. Like, like I said, I'll, I'll do a set. I'll just catch my breath a little bit, mm. move on to the to the next exercise. And and uh, I've, I've been doing uh, some good ones as well where I've been doing some like weighted chains as well as part of that. So if I'm doing like weighted chin-ups, I'll, I'll stick like a 20 kilo kettlebell on top of me. So and then I'm going to rest a bit more because... You know, once you're done those, you're going to be out of breath, right? So, yeah, you know, exactly. on those harder sets. Yeah, I think people don't always take into account the like the rest periods in a workout are 
important like they're, they're part of it if, if you if you've seen if, if a good trainer set you a workout and there's rest periods in it you should start even if there's long rest periods in it you should start to be thinking oh shit this is going to be a tough you know workout. what i went to uh to uh, you know speaking to a client the other day set up a little home workout she's got a gym set up until the the gym is open and this person and you know you know who she is <laughs> she yeah. listens to the podcast as well but she trained you know really really hard but as, as, and this is not a criticism to females, but females like to turn everything into cardio. Okay. <laughs> and I said to her, look, you know, this is your strength. This is your cardio. This is your circuit, whatever. On a strength day, if you done this here, uh, let's say I've given her a super set of two or three exercises, right? As part of the strength. Let's say it's a squat pattern, a shoulder press pattern, and a rowing pattern, right? Which I, I like to do those type of things. And I said to her, look, if you've done your squat, and 10 seconds later, you're ready for your shoulder press or whatever. That weight wasn't right enough. Okay. Yes, exactly. that, that weight wasn't heavy enough. You need yeah. to rest one minute. Okay. To do the next exercise. And even yeah. that is, is quite short, but you know, one minute is fine. Okay. But if I'm, if I'm doing, let's say a set, a set of whatever, and then, you know, 20 seconds later, I'm good to go again. Then that's not really strength. I need to reconsider my weights a little bit and maybe, you know, do I, do I need to do, either up the weight or can do more reps, right? Because yeah, there's a difference exactly. between cardio and strength. Now, when we're doing a cardio, now I don't want you to rest. I want you to jump from swings, let's say to uh, burpees or whatever it might be, right? Obviously, you're going to need some hmm. seconds rest. But if I say one minute, the weight is going to be reflected. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. That that, exactly the same. And I've, and, and also, not even just necessarily the weight. I've, I've taken... <clears throat> I looked across at a, a lady that had just joined. She was in good shape. In fact, I bumped into her at my yoga studio and she ended up coming to uh, my training sessions. And she'd obviously been around and, you know, it's your first session. So I appreciate you're trying to gauge it. Some people will feel like, leave maybe feeling like they've done nothing. Some people will die in the first circuit. You have got to gauge it, you know? Sure. And I thought... And, she, and I saw her and she was doing some skipping or something after at the end of the circuit whilst everyone else was grabbing a drink and recovering before we did the same circuit another three rounds. And I said, uh, I said, okay, I'm, I said, look, I'm, I'm in charge of how intense this session is and you, I'm going to come around this next session with you. And all I did was um, improved her lunges, like made sure that like she was rushing them, like, you know, like up, down, up, down, like she was running on walking lunges and she was like really quick. So I slowed her right down and made sure she did everything, everything properly. We had the TRX out. I made sure she held it at the top, squeezed and slowly lowered her body. Same on the push-ups. And then at the end of that session, at the end of that round, the, so the second round, she's now done it twice. At the end of the first one, she was fine and dandy and wanted to do more. And the, at the end of the second one, she was like, I don't know if I can do that again. And I literally <laughs> personal, I personally yeah. trained her on every set, on every station, and just to, so I, and she doesn't have to go that hard on everyone. She just now knows that it can be as easy or as hard as you make it, but you've got to understand what makes it easy and hard and faster. Like you said, females are kind of a bit guilty of this faster. Um, isn't always better guys as well, actually, you know, like a lot of guys think shoulder press, bang, 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 bang. I'm like, Whoa, let's do, let's try for, I, in fact, in 45 seconds, I recommend 15 repetitions. That's what is my go-to. I say, mm. look, if you're doing about 15 repetitions in 45 seconds, that's good. If you're doing more than 18, it's pro your reps are probably a bit fast. If you're doing less than 10 it, your rep, or 12, less than 12, your reps are probably a bit slow. So try and aim for that 15 yeah. reps, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Anyway, guys, we're going um, to hit um, the carnivore diet today on today's podcast. But I'm going to tell, tell Dave, first of all, I, yeah. I know very little about it because um, I didn't – I. I didn't give it the time of day. When I heard that people were eating nothing but meat, I was like, well, what a load of nonsense because um, what's wrong with vegetables? So Dave's going to educate me on the carnivore diet. I, I heard a guy talk about it on the Joe Rogan podcast over mm. a year ago. And um, I just thought it was a bit of anti-vegan, anti like some crazy, crazy guy by the sound of it. So uh, Dave's going to tell me a bit more yeah. about it. From what I understand, it's just loads of meat, mate. What, what, what I mean, you I'm, you know, like you on this, uh, Tim, I have not tried this. I haven't done it myself, um, but you know I think that the discussions that we have uh, on online here, um, I think that I the purpose of this is just to inform my people, right? Give the 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 best opinion that we have to say, 
right? Because people then, do ask about it when it's been on something as yeah, big as Joe know, Rogan. Absolutely. Like, we all, I don't want to be, listen, the, the last thing we want to be here is bashing things up, right? And say, oh no, you know, you shouldn't be doing vegan. You shouldn't be doing keto. No, listen, if you, you know, neither me or you are vegan, but we did a, a, video, a vegan podcast with, with posting information. I had quite a few people reach out and asking me questions. Say, hey, you know, I've been doing vegan. I didn't realize that I should, be, you know, supplement with this or that, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I, th I think then again, today with a carnivore, I've never done it. I don't really have any intentions in the near future to, to try and that, that the mm -hmm. diet. But uh, if somebody wants to, you know, introduce that, uh, that way of eating and they have some answers and they're not sure maybe listening to us today, they can uh, formulate their opinion. And then if they got more questions, they can uh, come back to us with, uh, you know, we might have some answers. So anyway, what, what is a carnivore diet? So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it needs a lot of explanation really. Is that meats and animal products excludes all other foods, essentially, right? Okay, so the claims are weight loss, better blood sugar regulation, and reduced inflammation. Okay, so we can, we can unpack these a little bit more. In, when you say an, when price. you say animal products, are you including dairy in that? Or I'm gonna or I'll, I'll do a little list here in a second. Yeah. So it, the downside with with this type of, uh, of of diet for now, should we call it that, is that is very restrictive. Okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, any nutritionist, any dietitian, really, when you restrict a whole group of foods, is never gonna sit very well. Okay. Unfortunately, whether whether it's you're restricting completely of, of meat of fish or vegetables or, or whole grains for that matter or fats, whatever, is never going to be, you know, optimal from a nutrition st standpoint, right? But anyway, so it's very, very restrictive and there are no long-term studies. It is something, you know, new really as, 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 as a diet per se. Then we could argue that Inuits in Alaska, they might have eaten yeah. fish only or meat only, you know, yeah. because of conditions right but we does it know, allow for fish dave does it uh, allow for fish? a little bit i think the the the, the more traditional way that the way that the, the the advocates are proponing uh the carnivore diet is more like red meat team like like yeah beef. that's what i get the impression yeah. of yeah yeah like barbecue beef. only kind of like <laughs> yeah so like i said there's no 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 research to support it unfortunately and uh, so, yeah, so essentially meat, fish, eggs, but like I said, the, 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 the main one is, is just like beef, okay? And uh, certain dairy products, which are going to be low in lactose, okay? Yeah. So a little bit of butter, sorry, a little bit of, uh, you know, those, those aged cheeses might be okay. So yeah, no vegetables, no fruits, no legumes, no nuts, no seeds, uh, no grains. And, um, and then again, the proponents are, are saying that this is the way that we should be eating. I'd be like the, uh, I'd be like the, the paleo diet when, when it first came out, but then the, the paleo diet changed a lot more over the years because the, the original paleo diet, I don't know if you remember, it was just like uh, no grains, no dairy, no legumes. Mm. It was just like meat, fish, and vegetables, and everything that, that, that literally yeah. um, grows naturally, so to speak. And then, uh, and then other people came in came on the scene a little bit later on said actually legumes if you sprout them if you ferment them if you cook them properly then they might be okay and uh, might be okay to have a little bit uh, of dairy but anyway as, as we speak uh, meat only for the most part a little bit of fish maybe and um and basically what they're saying that the high carb diets are, are to blame for the increased uh, rate of obesity of cardiovascular disease all of these westernized mm -hmm. diseases but and to that, but we, we, we can agree that one of the biggest problems in in today's health, should we say, is the, the high consumption of, of refined foods, processed foods, and things like that. Okay. Convenience I mean, no, foods, like the, yeah. the fact that they've become so convenient, you're right. Yeah, no, nobody's arguing that. And to be honest with you, right? I mean, I've got a, a good friend of mine um, who's, a, who's a vegan, and she does it, you know, really, really properly, right? She does it really well. And we've got no problem conversing you know we've been out for dinner as well and i'll i, I even been to to vegan places uh, places as well i've got no problem having that right but um but if if there is a place that offers me the fish i might have uh, some salmon or, or or chicken or whatever and we agree on 99 percent of, of, of you know none of us thinking that we should be eating a lot of um a lot of processed foods the only the only difference is 
between you know the way that we would eat compared to like a vegan for example is that the the, the protein sources that we choose we we might choose to have some some fish or some meat whether they don't but everything else we we on we on on pretty much on point right yeah but anyway but you know what um so let me just say so just carry on a bit more before i forget and um so it's essentially the carnivore is essentially a zero carb diet okay with like a paleo uh, although you know like i said paleo has changed a lot so it does allow for for, for more uh, carbohydrates now would you be but, in a keto uh, sorry would you be in a ketogenic state or well not? I, I was going to go into that like like is even ketogenic state as we uh, discussed in the past it does allow for up to like 40 20 40 grams of carbohydrate today mm. right mm. whether we whether with, with, with this is literally zero carbs so it does essentially, it doesn't enough protein take you out of keto? Yeah, essentially, yes. It depends how much how much protein you eat. But then again, all of these things are difficult to say because everybody's different in the way that, that the body you know metabolizes and also the, the, the amount the ratio of, uh, yeah. of fats and, and protein. But yeah, you could argue that you're probably gonna be a bit of you know a bit of both, bit of um yeah. but mostly I would say I, 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 Unless you're eating a lot of meats, you're probably gonna be mostly, you know, in a in a ketogenic state anyway. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I haven't looked into that 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 specifically to to, to give you a proper answer. But that's just just based on what we've been this you know discussing so far. My my guess yeah. would be that you're mostly gonna be on ketogenic on the ketogenic states. Yeah. So, but the so there is no specific guidance. Yeah, to your point, or for calories, or portions, or how many meals or snacks per day. So I think it's just like it's a little bit intuitive in a way that yeah. you just eat and, until you're you're full and 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 and. and so Another forth. one of those things where you know the, the the proponents of these diets are just keeping their fingers crossed that somebody can't overconsume on meat, essentially, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you know, if you give me you give me. Th- two or three ribeye steaks in a day and, and, and a few eggs, I'm probably going to be pushing on for my calorie limit. And um, I could probably consume that. Whereas you give this diet to somebody who isn't so keen on meat and maybe they're, you know, very satiated by meat and they don't feel full and they don't desire to eat more. I mean, there's, it's not very, um, what's the word? Um, it's not particularly high. We love meat, but it's not hyper palatable, right? Mm. Whereas yeah, you, like you, you get into the carbs and it can be hyper palatable immediately. Yeah. I mean, then again, we you can always overdo the fats. We spoke about this many times. You can overdo the oils, the nuts, the coconuts. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and still you're going to get your calories. But yeah, I mean, if you just have like red, red meat as, as in a, like a T-bone steak, a bit of salt. Yeah. I mean, it's going to fill you up. But I mean, for me, Tim, we, we can find arguments. I, when when we do this, these conversations, I always look at both sides of the camps, right? I always look at what the proponents say, what the, what people say against it, and we formulate our own opinion. We put the inform- yeah. information on that, right? But I cannot see myself doing that. On a, and, I mean, I love steak, I love fish, and, but I could not just be eating that. That's right? not a meal, is it? It's not Even if meal, I no. thought it was going to be the best thing for me, no. I could just not be doing that all the time. Like, I could... Like I could not just be eating vegetables the whole time. Yeah. Even yeah. if I thought it was the best thing for me, because I yeah. like to have, I'll do it for a week, maybe two, but after a bit, I'll be like, man, you know, I just want to eat something else. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think um, we have to, uh, we have to put ourselves in that position. I mean, that's quite an obvious one for us. We know we don't want to eat just meat all the time. We don't want to eat just vegetables all the time. And when I have to think about some of my clients who are, you know, I don't necessarily agree with them, but they're insistent that they like a McDonald's once a week. And if, and if they like a McDonald's once a week and that's their thing, I kind of just have to go, well, it, it's not the best thing for you, but it's not going to kill you having one McDonald's a week. If you honestly think that that is a, a, a necessity in your diet for you psychologically, if that's a necessity, we can fit it into your diet. Nutritionally, it's not, it's nonsense, no, but, um, but if, if that, if that, let's say somebody can stay on track all week because they're allowed a McDonald's on a Saturday evening, then more, more power to them, you know? I could not agree more, you know, exactly. I mean, if that is done every day, then it's, you know, completely it's different issue. issue. But <laughs> yeah. I remember reading a post from uh, John Berardi from uh, PNS oh, yeah. 
many many years ago already and, and he put something like oh we went to mcdonald's today with a family and we all got healthier and everybody's like saying well john what are you on so you're talking about mcdonald's is super unhealthy and this and that and the, the point that he was making was that we had mcdonald's okay it's not healthy but we had it in good spirit we had we had a good time the kids were happy and made it you know a good pleasant experience and then you get yeah. back to normal eating right we spoke about this before you don't want to be obsessing about food if you have something bad mm. and people say oh I fall off the wagon i'm gonna come no you don't have to carry on that way you had mcdonald's so what get back and finish yeah. the day with, with something good sometimes exactly yeah. we're gonna have a bad day but if you finish your day even when, like drinking some water having an apple doing a, a workout you're gonna finish the day on a positive note and it doesn't yeah. mean that you're gonna carry on that way so yeah if that ha that mcdonald's once a week makes makes it so that it keeps you sane and it keeps you in track with everything else then you know go for it right yeah but yeah to to, to what you were saying before the, the one of the reasons why that that carnivore diet might help with with weight loss is that uh protein is highly satiating which we, we spoke about this so um you're not gonna feel that hungry after eating a lot of protein meats and also protein has a higher thermal effect so when you eat protein you burn more calories to metabolize it compared to other nutrients. We spoke mm. about this when we, when we did the previous podcast. The, the other benefit that, that it might have, so like we said, we eliminate processed foods, what that means, eliminate soft drinks, cookies, cakes, pastries. So all of these things are going to be low in nutrients and really high in calories and contribute to, uh, to weight gain. The downside, apart from it being not sustainable, in my opinion, is that it is high in saturated fats and cholesterol. Now, again, proponents will say, well, you know, there's no such thing as bad cholesterol. The cholesterol is, is fundamental. I, I, listen, I agree. Cholesterol is manufactured by the body and the body makes it because it is important for health. We, mm. we spoke about this before. It's, it's important for vitamin D synthesis. It is important for bile acid synthesis. It's important for the brain. So it has important functions. Otherwise, the, the, the body wouldn't make it. But to say that there is no such thing as bad cholesterol, that is not, that's not the case. Because we know that people that suffer with hypercholesterolemia, they are yeah. going to be a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Now, yeah. there's going to be few and far in between, but there are those people. So those people got to be very, very careful of increasing the cholesterol in their diet. The other thing as well, if you then end up having uh, bacon, secured so meats, those are also processed in a high in fat, uh, high in fat and sodium, which then they are linked to cancer, elevated blood pressure, so things like that. And because they don't allow for fruits and vegetables, these diets are going to be very low in fiber, minerals, vitamins, yeah, which are uh, essential for good health, right? So, they, you know, antioxidants, things like that. But they, then again, the proponents say there's no need for that, right? So uh, it's one of those things. I'd be very, very suspicious if I'd be looking into that diet of where I get my information yeah. just because there's no long-term studies. And unfortunately, these people are trying to sell you books or trying to sell you whatever. And uh, so to make those claims for me, they're just observed, you know, like completely. As you're, um, so obviously we've been trainers for a long while now. Why do you think, um, why do you think people, I know why I think people do it, but why do you think people put themselves in such restrictive diets for, um, for, for I mean, what a, what a, we know that you don't have to do that to get in shape. We, I mean, no. let's say, you know, you know that we can be in incredible shape on a, on a varied diet. You're, you allow yourself a beer, you allow yourself a, you know, an indulgent day or an indulgent meal once a week. Why do you think psychologically people put themselves in that position of being so restrictive and a and, and, and non-enjoyable diet, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that people are just looking for something that, that is sexy, something that is new, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and we said before, people hop from one plant to the other. They, they read yeah. about something and then they, they want to do something else. But you see, now, if you look at deeply into the carnivore diet, some of the, the, the main proponents are people that have suffered from disease. Now, uh, I said before that one thing, one of the benefits that it could be associated with a carnivore diet is reduced inflammation. Now, reason why these people are saying that 
for example, grains are bad and, and fruit and vegetables are bad because they, they're talking about anti-nutrients. Now, I'm not saying that uh, there, there might be some people, listen, there, there, there's so many different conditions that, that people can be affected that I, there's no doubt in my mind that there can be some people that they might be and not suited for eating grains and, and fruit and vegetables, right? Mm. Okay. But that, 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 those people are going to be very, very few. Now, I don't know because there's no studies, but if I'm guessing, it'd be like one in a million. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We know, we know that a lot of people can be intolerant to dairy. Yeah. A lot of people can be intolerant to gluten, for example. Yeah. But you're telling me that there's a lot of people that are intolerant to blueberries and oatmeal <laughs> and broccoli. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's one proponent, and I'm not going to say her name, but she, I, I've looked, I've looked at her, her, you know, her talk, and she's like being affected by autoimmune disease, arthritis, and things like that from a young age. I'm talking young age, like like two years of age, right? And later on, she found that eliminating foods, she did did an elimination diet where you eliminate foods and reintroduce them, and she found that this way of eating over years has been the most successful for reversing her autoimmune disease or, or, mm. or decreasing effects. But that's yeah. one person, Tim. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. mean that me yeah. and you should be eating like that. We and it, doesn't have re- a- it doesn't mean that she should be doing TED Talks to millions of people. Yeah, because exactly. I didn't have millions- arthritis at two years, years of age, luckily, or Crohn's no, disease exactly. or anything like that. So, you know, uh, but anyway, so people, they see that and they might be touched. And so anyway, we're not making this too complex. So basically what happens is, Tim, and, and there is evidence on this, right? For example, if you have autoimmune condition where the body is attacking your own, your, your own self, should we say, your own organs, then there is an argument that we spoke this, about this already, about like lectin and uh, like gluten. Okay, gluten can be very, very damaging for the gut. It can elicit an autoimmune response. There's a lot of yeah. science about that, right? So we didn't, we didn't need to talk about that. And the same, um, can also be said by dairy. So lactose, a lot of people can be lactose intolerant, especially as we age, we lose the ability to digest milk. And by the way, if you eat, uh, if you drink milk and you feel bloating and you have gas and, and you know, obviously there's something they're telling you that is not that good for you, right? But um, the argument is with vegetables, for example, they're saying like lectins that I can, uh, that are found in legumes, such as beans or lentils, okay? They can also be damaging for the guts, okay? Right. Now, there is some truth on this because as we humans and animals, we, so even vegetables and plants, they've got a purpose to try to reproduce, okay? So we humans and animals, we can defend ourselves. We are predators, but we can defend ourselves. We can, we can run, we can, we, can, we can fight, you know, animals have claws, they, you know, they can bite, etc. right? Now, plants don't have that. So the defense mechanism is to have these compounds that when the predators ingest them, either doesn't make them feel well, uh, okay? okay? Or in that case, you know, not, not to eat that food anymore because it's, Okay, so let's say we, we might eat, we get a stomach ache. Or but, to taste uh, bad, I suppose. Yeah, would, would, uh, but a little critter might eat it and they die, you know, for example, right? Yeah. Or in, in the case of like some, some of the most common veg, fruit and vegetables uh, and legumes that we eat, they contain these lectins. And what happens is they're the part of the plant that we cannot break down. Okay, we cannot break down. And that's what right. then can, can cause damage in our guts. And because we can't break it down, then we, we poop it. And so it gets reseeded. But now, because obviously we flush everything in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. That has changed. Yeah. But anyway, that, 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 that's a simplified, um, you know, explanation of, of, of these things. Okay. So these proponents are saying that when you eat those foods that contain these lectins, it can be damaging for the gut. And there is a truth of that. If you have autoimmune disease in a way of uh, rheumatoid arthritis, it is well known that, for example, dark shade vegetables, so tomatoes, um, peppers, zucchini, courgette, however you want to yeah. call them, eggplant, aubergines, whatever you want to call them, they, they can be damaging for the guts. Okay. So initially you might remove them, but you remove them not, not for life. You remove them for six, 12 weeks and then see yeah. how you go and see if you can start to reintroduce them. Yeah. So these people here from, from the carnival, they're saying that everything is bad we should not be having them. And same thing with fiber. Now fiber is essential to him. Yeah, where's the fiber coming from in a diet? Well, it's like not that? coming, is it? From oh where? My gosh. I mean, it's not. But um, 
fat, but we spoke about this before. You need at least 18 to 24 grams of fiber a day. So you want to eat, uh, yeah. sorry, you can get some fiber from nuts. So there is, there is an, an mm. uh, element of that, but to get enough fiber now, I should calculate it, but it will also come with a lot of calories. Right? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. You're eating a lot of nuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so you need fiber. You need fiber for for your uh, for your digestion. You need to feed the good bacteria because if you don't have a diversity of fiber in your diet, if you're not eating blueberries and kale and, and things like that, then you're gonna not have as much uh, beneficial bacteria in your gut, and then that mm. can create a lot of other problems. But there's a lot we could talk about that, so I'm not gonna go into that right now because we can do another show on that. But anyway, however, to the point of the carnivores. I just want to, I just looked it up and because meat does contain a lot of vitamins. So I don't want to be here talking to you, Tim, and saying that you can't get sufficient amount of certain vitamins by eating meat because you can, but some of them you're not going to have any. So the problem is with these things, if you just eat steak, for example, you might end up with a lot of vitamin A, but you might not have, uh, you know, um, enough vitamin C for argument's sake. Yeah, yeah. And same yeah, thing sure. if you just eat plants. You might have a lot of uh, vitamin C, but you don't have enough vitamin B. But anyway, just to, just to uh, just have a quick look here. For example, so vitamin A, uh, twelve to tw so twelve to twenty-four times more bioavailable in animal foods. In vitamin B one, B two, B three, B six, animal foods are best sources. B twelve. Uh, is not found in plant foods. So when we said the when we did the vegan episode, that's one thing we recommended was uh, you know increasing the B, uh, yeah. B vitamins by supplementing. Vitamin C is better in plants. Vitamin D then again is not found in plants, so it's is best by uh, uh, having fish really. Vitamin E is very low in animal foods, so then again plants are going to be best. Vitamin K, plant sources uh, and animal sources both contain it. K2 is not found in plants. Folate is mostly going to be in plants. Iron is best is best in meat. Okay, although plants do contain it. So calcium, some plants contain compounds that interfere with calcium absorption. So uh, calcium is probably best from dairy, but then again, dairy would be restricted. Like we said, calcium is contained in, in, in vegetables like spinach, chard, kale, but because of the oxygen, which are anti-nutrients it can bind to calcium so it doesn't make it as, as bioavailable so one way to increase bioavailability is to make sure that you they you cook your, your vegetables and okay so you can uh, try to reduce the, the amount of oxalates zinc um, animal foods are best however some plants contain it especially nuts and uh, and then EPA and DHA are going to be best from from meat sources especially if the grass-fed and fish so the carnivores have got all those covered and the vegans are, <laughs> should probably think about them a bit more. Yeah, you see, so, so, so like I said, you know, there is, there is, there is a, a, a mix, right? But um, to, our, to our point here, Tim, you, you best, you're going to be best covered if you have both. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, which we seem to keep coming back to no matter what diet we cover, we're always coming yeah. back to uh, have, a bit yeah. of, uh, have a bit of everything, including, uh, <laughs> including yeah. the stuff that's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but for sure, you know, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is the information. People want to try something, they can do it. There's, there's a lot more that we could get into, but if I, if I were to do a, a carnival or if I were to, to, you know, to give some advice and would be that I would, I would, you know, check where I get my sources. If I do eat beef, uh, I'll make sure that it's, it's grass fed. So make sure, so in that way, you know, you're going to have more of the beneficial fats and limiting the amount of uh, you know processed meats, cured meats, yeah. just because it's you know too much um, salt and and other compounds that can be damaging for the gut as well. Um, but yeah, I mean we're coming up to having covered like pretty much all the major diets now, right? Without getting crazy, crazy. I mean that's the probably the craziest one we've covered. Um, and I can't, I, I don't think there's been a comprehensive study done. If you took them all, vegan, maybe you go vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, all the ones, and you took, a, I don't know, 50 people and put 50 people on each diet, calorie matched the diets, um, you know, matched them in every which way possible, there would, 
I, I, I don't think any would come out on top, really. Let's, let's face it. From... Uh, the, the, the one study I saw, Tim, last year, and now I'm not sure if, if it had, was calorie mashed, but it, it looked at so many different st- uh, diets. It was really, really, you know, really good, really interesting, actually. The one that always leads the charts is the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, that sounds, I was going to go with something similar, which, I mean, have we even covered it? It's Mediterranean diet is essentially um, a, a a very well-balanced diet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up in the Mediterranean, so I can tell you, uh, yeah, and, and there's obviously different Is there any rules to it, that. Dave? I mean, not, I don't mean growing up in the Mediterranean, was there any rules yeah. to it? I mean, if you buy the Mediterranean diet book, what are the main things it covers? Do you know what? The, the, the thing is, right? The main thing, a Mediterranean diet, it seems to be including vegetables with every meal yeah. and seasonal, which is very, very important. So mm. you, eat, you eat legumes, you eat salads, you eat, uh, you know, like uh, root vegetables. So you eat everything depending you know, on the season, courgettes, things like that, right? Now, you don't tend to have that much red meat. It tends to be a lot of fish. Like fish, my parents yeah. are eating fish pretty much every day. They go, mm. they go to the to to to, to <coughs> when they arrive in the morning and they get fish uh, a few times a week. They do have meat, but it's not very often. Maybe once or twice a week. They um, they drink a bit of red, red wine. Uh, desserts, dessert. You only tend to have dessert on a Sunday. Dessert consists of a piece of fruit. Okay. <laughs> really, right. People eat socially. All right, yeah, so they're yeah, eating yeah. And, and they take the time to eat. Is there a bigger uh, you know, meal of a day? Is there a bigger meal throughout but, the day? Like, Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, sorry, like olive oil is key, olives, things like that. The, the meals, look, generally, so I can talk more about Italy. Italy, breakfast is really bad in a way that people don't really eat breakfast, um, tend to have a coffee, maybe a croissant, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But then... Lunch, lunch and dinner, you have proper meals. You have, yeah. a, you have a starter, you have a main course, you have some fruits, you know, mm. a glass of wine. So, it, it, and people generally speaking, they keep active. So they, they do a lot of walking and, yeah. and, and bicycling and, you know, spend mm. time in the sunshine. And, and that is really the key of the Mediterranean diet is that the community you eat. So if you go out for dinner in Italy, and when I go over and I have friends that come over from, from the UK, for example, they can't believe it. You book for a table at nine o'clock and that table is yours for the night. It's not that at 10 o'clock you got to be out because it's somebody yeah, else course. in. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that is it. And yeah, I see it here a lot. You know what? It doesn't actually, it doesn't sound too dissimilar from uh, uh, when the uh, Arabic regions eat healthy as well. Like Lebanese, you, the first thing that comes is a big platter of vegetables. Um, and then, and then meats in, in quite raw form, the meats come and okay, there's breads and stuff, but it's, it's not, and, and it's quite a social thing. And it, it you know, you, you probably haven't had a big breakfast. You haven't had a big lunch because you're meeting your friends for dinner and it's a, and it's a long drawn out three or four hours of, of having some foods. I mean, the problem with uh, the, the, the Arabic way of doing that is it comes along with some shisha and, and stuff like that as well. But no, I know what you're saying. The, yeah, but every, every, every food, every tradition is going to have, you know, yeah. things that are not going to be as, as healthy, right? Yeah, but. these communities, when, it, when, when food does come as a community like that, and I think to some degree, I mean, we've been talking for a while now, but to some degree, that's more, it's more, basically you've kept traditional values, right? Yeah. Like if, if, I, if I went and asked my, my grandparents what, was, what, a, what a meal was, they'd probably say something not dissimilar to, um, to, to, to uh, uh, what I've just described there. You know, yeah. you do eat with the family. You do take your time about it. It is cooked in the, in the run-up to the evening. Um, often, yeah. obviously, the, um, it, 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 traditionally, uh, women would be at home cooking maybe uh, from sort of four o'clock in the afternoon and you'd eat at six, seven o'clock. Um, and you take a couple of hours over it. You don't do it in front of the TV. All these things add up to it generally being more healthy, right? Mm, Maybe yeah. do, we've not done the Mediterranean diet, have we? No, we can do that. We can do it next time. But we'll you know, for, for sure, that'd be interesting. But uh, the, the, the thing is, we've been saying this every time. Ultimately, people say to me, oh, you know, should I start doing this? Should I start? Listen, be consistent. Find something yeah. that works for yeah. you and be consistent. I... You know, I, I'm lucky because I've got motivation to exercise every day and, and all these things. But man, you got to be consistent. 
And I see yeah. it too often. People get on it and they get very restricted on the diet. I'm losing body fat. I'm going to do a photo shoot, whatever. And that's all good. But then once a photo shoot is over, then you see them again and they've gained, you know, 20, 30 kilos and they start yeah. training. And it's like saying, and, you know, as a trainer, you often find that when, when you're talking to uh, potential new, new clients or so, you say, okay, you know, maybe set up a goal. And a good goal, for, for example, might be, you know, so some people need, need to find these, these, these challenges. Oh, I've, I've, I've put my name down for a marathon. I've put my name. And I'm all, you know, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. When I, they say to me, oh, what are you training for? Nothing. I just train to be, you know, to be healthy active, and, you yeah. know, and have yeah. longevity. Yeah. I don't need to have always, because yeah. as much as that can be, um, you know, a target for somebody, but then if every time you train, you got to have something to aim for, a marathon yeah. or whatever, then what happens, unless you got something booked uh, every other month, yeah. then what's going to happen? Then, then you're not yeah, going to train exactly. because you're going to lose interest. I always think if, um, you know, I always say if I live in the Alps or if I live by the beach and I could surf more or whatever, it was more available to me, I'd probably train half as much as what I do, you know, oh, because, too. you know, you, you wouldn't be, need to be in the gym. You know, in fact, if you look for, um, if you look for gyms in, in, in mountain resorts, they're very few and far between because everybody's, the gym is at the mountains of the gym or the, you know. It's uh, it's not necessary. Anyway, let's um, let's call it there because yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what, how long we've gone on for. Must be coming up for an hour. Um, and we'll um, we've got three to go out over the next week or two, and we'll see Dave in two weeks' time, mate, to do okay. to do another one. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, All right, guys. guys. Uh, Coffee with coaches. Been a pleasure. A nice long one there uh, for you to get your uh, to get in your ears. And uh, any questions, as always, send them on to me or Dave. Um, it's been a pleasure, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Coffee with Coaches. I know I double drop in it on a sort of every two weeks at the moment. I mean to put these out weekly, but I'm sorry. They're making it out once every two weeks, but you're getting two for one. So um, I hope they're uh, keeping any listeners happy i know that we do have a few people listening on the regular basis and uh, i get the odd message asking when i'm doing another one so yes me and dave back again talking all things training to start with um we go over a bit of our sort of favorite ways to coach um myself talking obviously about the group training and dave as well he's a big advocate of training in groups for the community that it creates and you get a bit of a buzz in a class and all the rest of it. So yes, we will uh, bang on about that and our favourite methods of training those groups for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes. And then we get stuck into the carnivore diet. And I think you'll hear that we, um, I mean, we don't like to knock any diets on the Coffee with Coaches podcast or any training methodology, although that there's arguably some that are absolute nonsense um the uh we get stuck into the carnivore diet we give it a little bit of credit but um no more than it deserves as you'll hear from us chatting away i've recently learnt of some friends that have done it people that i thought would have uh, been a bit more level-headed in regards to their nutrition but anyway that doesn't matter let's have a listen to what myself and dave menzano do for our training, do for our clients, and then think of the carnivore diet, guys. Enjoy. <laughs>